Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the eighth episode of the Healing Through Mind and Motion podcast, where we explore the relationships of the mind and body and how we can use them to overcome chronic illness and heal ourselves so we can live a life that we love. I'm your host, Brian Cade, and today we have our guest, which is a Reiki master, Melinda Sturgeon. So thank you for being on the show. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Awesome. Well, I wanted to start out um, just to get a little bit of understanding with what Reiki is. And for somebody who's never heard about it, if they're hearing the show like and they want to know more, how would you describe what Reiki is? So Reiki is an energy healing modality um, that is very non-invasive. It is a gentle, wise, healing, loving energy um, mm -hmm. that, you know, is through hands-on, hands-off um, energy healing. Mm -hmm. uh, Reiki is basically an energy that um, the practitioner channels. So... Mm -hmm we're basically the conduit for the energy. Mm -hmm. um, and when we're channeling the energy, typically it's gonna come out of our hands um, and hovering over the person and their art field, biomagnetic field, um, mm -hmm. and with gentle touch to the physical, uh, will help transfer the energy and it will honestly, go wherever it needs to go. That's the mm -hmm. beauty of Reiki is that it is the wise energy. So I don't have to be right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I can just typically be open and aligned and channeling the energy to help the client, whether it's a person, an animal, um, many ways that we can use Reiki on plants and you know, mm -hmm. timelines, the past, the future, so many different different things Reiki is good for. Um, but it helps to heal, help the person to heal themselves. So it sounds like Reiki is a healing energy that you're the conduit and that you facilitate moving that energy to the person and then it, it moves where it needs to and creates the healing for that person. Yes. For their highest good. For their highest mm -hmm. good. Excellent. So yeah. how did how did you get into Reiki yourself? How is this something that you're now working and teaching people how to do Reiki? Well, I needed healing. <laughs> so first and foremost, that's kind of how I hear most practitioners that have come into Reiki is that they were searching for something to help heal themselves, albeit physical, mental, spiritual. Um, for me, it was all, all of them. It was a little bit of everything. Uh, the fascinating thing is that we are all born with the ability to do Reiki. Mm. Now, not to the level of a master, um, mm. because you're only channeling 10 to 20% of that energy if you're not attuned to the energy, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Um, so uh, needing something to help heal myself mm -hmm. on all these levels, but asking to be guided. And as I was going through my um, healing journey, 
people started showing up. I started hearing the word, didn't know what it meant. You know, I started coming into people that were Reiki masters, which I had no idea what that meant. I I was like, I don't know what it is, but please help me, (laughs) you know? Um, And I think when you get to a point to where, um, you know, bad habits, bad survival or coping skills through life, you know, just in general, um, will tend to build up and build up and eventually you're not going to have a choice but to fix it right mm-hmm. figure yeah. out where it's coming from why is it there and how do I get through it how do I heal from this um so my very first experience um in a professional setting with Reiki was around the year 2010 mm-hmm. and I went for a massage And while I was in this massage, the uh, therapist said, I think I'm being called to do Reiki on you. Would you mind? Mm -hmm. And I said, have at it. I don't know what it is, but let's go for it. And so during that time, she said that she felt some energy um, in a certain part of my body and that I should go get it checked. Turns out I had um, an adenoma. And, um, it was on my ovary and I ended up having to have surgery, having that removed. So it was pretty scary and pretty freaky really, because the fact that she told me there was something going on there and then there was, was, uh, that required surgery as well. Um, so, you know, that was my first experience. And then even then I'm like, ah, well, you know, um, that was that. And I go on with my life and life just keeps happening. All of the traumas that I had not dealt with through my life and experiences that, you know, we shrug off, pull up your bootstraps, keep going, you know, that suck it up buttercup kind of attitude, yeah. you know, push it aside. We don't have time to feel that stuff right now. Started surfacing. Yeah. And um, then, you know, shamans and Reiki masters um, just started showing up in my life at at times where I didn't know who else to turn to. You know, at the time I had been to um, medical doctors and had, um, you know, some medical issues as well as um, spiritual, you know, questioning mm-hmm. where and how can I connect with source and where to, where do I feel like I'm losing myself and all of these things. And so I just Mm -hmm. surrendered to the fact that I wanted to be guided Mm -hmm. and it led me to over and over and over again. And finally about 2015, I started studying it. And, um, you know, that's when my journey really began as far as wanting to share it because I had experienced it more than once and I knew that it was helping me heal Mm. on every level. And um, I felt more connected to myself than I had in years, in Mm. years. I was less robotic. I started, you know, reconnecting with nature. And for me, nature's a big thing, you know, Mm. it's, it's where I go when I when I want to heal, when I need to be energized, 
when I need to cleanse. It's all of those beautiful things to me. Um, so along my journey, I started practicing Reiki on a regular basis with animals and trees and myself and mm. then people. And I got my certification. And when I became certified, I also became certified as a teacher. So yeah. Reiki master teacher. And then I was able to actually, and I, I love it, able to help others become aware of Reiki and to become certified. So not only do I practice Reiki, um, I also teach it and certify it. Wow. Were you seeking out, so you said you asked to be guided, were you seeking out and going to places where shamans and Reiki masters would be, or you said they just showed up in your life? So like, what is, what was like one of those experiences that kind of surprised you? Because it seemed like they're definitely just popped showing up, you weren't seeking them out. Yeah, I didn't know where to go to find any of this, and nor, nor was I necessarily looking for a shaman or a Reiki master. I was just looking for something to help me heal and, um, you know, whatever that was, whether it was, you know, a counselor, church, um, you know, a medical doctor, whatever it was, I was open for it. And specifically, there was one time that um, I was standing in line at a grocery store and mm -hmm. I was feeling, I, I felt like I had that thundercloud kind of, you know, where you just kind of walking around and you're just like, uh, you know, right. and this lady turned around in front of me and she said, hi. And I said, hi. And then she said, this is going to sound weird, but can I hug you? And I was like, Okay. <laughs> so she went on to explain that she was a Reiki practitioner and that she felt um, the angst in me and the sadness and that she just wanted to share some energy with me in that moment. And I mean, I allowed the hug and the transfer of energy, which at that time, you know, wasn't really making sense to me, but it who right. doesn't love a hug? So, or who doesn't need one really, right? So, um, you know, I did that. But then when I left there, it made me prompt to look into Reiki again uh, a little deeper. And then there was a time where I was out for the sunrise one morning and I'm standing in the, in the water knee deep, you know, and I'm surrendering and I'm praying and I'm crying and I'm asking, you know, to help heal me from the inside out, you know, like, like all of these emotions and all the emptiness and the voids that I was filling to please help me reconnect with myself. I knew that I was disconnected. I just didn't know how to reconnect. And, um, when I turned around, you know, there was somebody standing on the beach who happened to be a shaman and started talking to me about, you know, reconnecting with self and with God and with source. And um, upon that was discussions of Reiki in the, in the very conversation. Mm -hmm. And so I was just like, this is just getting a little too weird to ignore. And yeah. now I need to go figure this out. Um, and you, then, you, you know, are... just... did, did he Sorry. approach 
did he approach you like or like you're just on the beach you turn around he's there did he walk up to you and like hey i feel like i'm supposed to talk to you or how did that go with open arms yeah wow. open arms i come walking out of the water and it was just you know like um we didn't know each other i i had never seen this person before so it was almost godsend you know um now I'm in the process of ugly crying, right? Like, because I had just went through this whole emotional thing. So I turn around and I'm like, oh man, <laughs> like, you know, I'm trying to clear up and everything, but, um, you know, it was, uh, I, it was approached to me as this is one of the most beautiful moments mm -hmm. I've experienced. And, you know, do you want to talk about it? And then I'm like, no. <laughs> and then I remembered surrendering too. And then I'm like, okay, so I don't know what to say because I don't know what's wrong. I just know that I'm disconnected. And how do I reconnect? How does one do that? There's so much in life that happens to us, um, you know, that we don't know how to blow with it. You know, we don't know how to deal with things, whether it be, um, you know, death or um, moments of traumas that happen. And, and I hear a lot of stories, a lot of stories from clients. Um, and when these people come to me and they, first of all, let me just say, I hold space for people. Mm -hmm. So when you come mm -hmm. to me for a session, I want you to know that you're free to come as you are, not as you think you should be right? Like take, you can take the mask off. You can put the walls down. It's, it's you and I, I'm non-judgmental. Uh, so come to me and express to me what you need and where you need to heal. And we can, some don't want to talk about it and that's fine too. But during session, um, you know, to go deeper, it's easier if you just kind of let go of that. So it's important to make sure that when you receive Reiki, you're doing it with someone that is holding space for you. Um, be free, be, be open. Otherwise, you know, it's only going to get surface deep and, and we need to go deep, deep um, because that's where our wounds are, you yeah. know? And just to understand when you say deep, deep, what does that mean to you? Because I hear some people watching probably could assume that means they're probably digging through and talking about some of the darkest times. Is it that or is that something else or a combination of either or? It can be a combination, but definitely more on a level. Now, I will say that. So whenever whenever Reiki is done, it's for the highest good of the recipient, right? Mm -hmm. The recipient may not have healed through the traumas enough that they're ready to release it, but what it can do is come there and allow for some things to surface, right? Um, so that you can deal with it and heal it. Now, when I say we need to go deep, deep, that means that healing, the healing journey is a spiral, right? Yeah. It, it's a journey. It's, it's, it's not about destination, it's about getting through those. And every time that we go through and start healing a wound, we touch it gently. And then we go a little deeper and a little deeper and a little deeper because to go in and then feel all of that at once can be debilitating. 
and create, you know, and not a, a, a space they feel safe in, right? So the beautiful part about that is that Reiki is wise and it knows what they're ready for um, and what they're not. Mm-hmm. So when we go deep, we're going as deep as we can and then we'll follow up with more sessions. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, it can be, for instance, um, you know, I had a client who was battling cancer um, and they would come to me after every chemo treatment to mm-hmm. help get them through the bad days of chemo. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so we would do a Reiki session the same day that the evening that we would do chemo um, mm-hmm. and the days leading up after that, just to bring them a little bit of comfort through that process. Um, not necessarily to try to, uh, diminish the cancer, right? Like that's not, that's not the purpose. The purpose is, you know, to align yourself and to open yourself so that you can internally help get you through these, these moments, right? Yeah. Reiki is just like this beautiful blanket that just kind of comforts you through those things. Hmm. Yeah, I love that you brought up the that like loving blanket because one of the things that uh, there's a book, uh, Mind Over Medicine, and it talked about one of the biggest things, even for people with cancer, is that comforting relationship to support through the process. Because if we're worried and stressed, we can't heal ourselves. And being that support for somebody to just that loving feeling is going to allow their body to relax, allow them to open up. And the body can do what it needs to on its own. And so I think that's a big part that's sometimes missing is that loving presence of show up fully. You don't have to show up your best and show up as you are. Um, As you are. That's right. Yeah. And that itself is beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's definitely a gift when you get to see people show up fully or authentically with what's going on and it doesn't have to be fully like the best version it's like this is where I'm at this is what I'm feeling because it's a gift that we as a society sometimes want to hide it's like this is not I got to show that I'm strong it's like actually it's stronger to show that you're not strong right now that's right yeah and weakness there is strength right and the ability to show it um and and not a lot of people feel comfortable in their skin, right? Mm-hmm. Um, for many reasons, because they were taught that or told this or that. And, uh, you know, I see a lot of that as well as stuff that when, um, you know, the early childhood years where, you know, we probably weren't, you know, don't cry when they fall. Don't cry. That's a sign of weakness or... Yeah anything like that and then you they come to you and then all of a sudden they're like they're gonna make me cry yes let it out cleanse you know release that stuff because we're not releasing it we're holding it and if we're holding it that can cause cause energy blocks right so during reiki you know we have seven major um chakras that we work with Mm -hmm. um obviously there's a lot more chakras that we have and if you don't know what a chakra is it's an energy wheel and um the one thing that that we can all agree upon is that we are energy right everything is energy Mm -hmm. so 
if your energy wheels are blocked or congested or clogged and that flow, that chi, ki, prana, whatever it is that, you know, you relate it to can't kind of flow freely, then it can cause disease and um, disconnection and different things like that. So when we're holding on to things and whether that's beliefs that we don't align with, whether that's emotional traumas, physical traumas, physical um, habits, all of these things can create these blocks. So Reiki can go in there and help to dissolve and clear those so that 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 energy can flow freely. Anytime we do that, right, we're going to live a healthier life, mind, Mm -hmm. body, soul, spirit. Um, So I have people that'll come to me and they'll say, you know, I was taught not to cry or I was told that, I, you know, it's a sign of weakness. And I I immediately grabbed the tissues and set them there because I know we're about to cry (laughs) together, but we're going to cry. So, you know, it's because we hold so much in and we really do. And do you have the experience that sometimes it's like that people just cry in your presence? They're like, I'm not even trying. Every time I see you, I just start crying. Yeah. Crying or tell me their stories. Um, You know, I find that a lot, you know, that I can be running in a quick errand and I'm like, you know, this should only take 10 minutes and then I'll run into somebody. And then the next thing I know, they're saying, I have no idea why I told you all of that. Um, But again, I hold space for you. So it's okay. It's okay. This is a safe place where you can release it. Yeah. What does holding space for someone mean? I know you shared a little bit about it, but for those that aren't aware of what holding space means, how would you describe it to someone? Holding, well, holding space is saying that um, I see you through my heart, right? Like I filter things through my heart. So when you come to me, I'm not looking at anything, uh, you know, that tells me, oh, well, you know, this is bad or that's good. Holding space says, it's okay to be you freely, mm-hmm. to have these hard conversations, to say the things that you probably wouldn't say to anyone else about how you're feeling or some of the traumas you've experienced. Because in this space, there's nothing that can come to you. There's no harm that can come to you. There's no judgment. There's nobody that's going to tell you you're wrong, that you're crazy or any of those things, it's holding space for you to be free to be who you are in this place, in this moment. Now, as you know, right, after the healing starts to shed, then you're going to be, I say, as you know, I'm, I'm assuming, but I, I, I guess that as people know, when you start to heal, then you start to let go of layers of things that are no longer serving you and you shed almost like a snake skin, right? So you start to shed that outer skin and you start to become a version of yourself because you're a healed version of yourself. The triggers and things that know that used to bother you or would send you in a spiral to where you would go sit in a dark room for hours um, or days and not want to talk to anybody and get out of there or send you into anxiety and panic attacks those things start to dissipate because they no longer affect you. 
Like they don't have the power over you anymore. Mm -hmm. And how beautiful is that to let go of, of things that hold power and so much power over you that they actually control your life. Like you, you, you want to make plans to go out for the weekend, but you're already feeling the depression sinking in or the anxiousness that you've been feeling. And then you get to the weekend and you're debilitated, you're frozen in fear because of, of something that may have, might've happened years ago that you've never dealt with. Right. Yeah. Um, and as we hold these things, they're going to show up physically eventually, yeah. you know, and, and body has memory. So sometimes, right. Like these, these physical ailments can be a trauma that you haven't healed or addressed. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's amazing how much they connect. It's like everything gets layered together, mind and body, and they're hard to separate uh, or you can't separate them. They're very intertwined. Uh, you mentioned somebody's like panic or depression and even physical ail ailments. So often we're taught that like you need a medication for that. And it's like, how does Reiki work to heal some of those traumas, to heal some of those experiences where they can shed the, the old triggers? So Reiki helps by helping surface what what we can do, like we can go back to on timelines and Reiki, like uh, there's some traumatic timelines, right? Where you can remember being this certain age and this event happened, let's say a death of someone very close to you, right? Mm -hmm. And that set up the fear and the panic of death right? Life leads to death and it freezes them in those, in those instances. And that's what they hold on to. One, that someone left them. So then we have an abandonment thing, which yeah. can cause um, anxiety and depression and different things like that. But it can cause all these other, uh, all these other feelings as well. So Reiki, we can go back in time and heal the emotional aspect mm. of that moment. Um, but for here and now, what anxiety or what Reiki can do with anxiety and panic attacks is it can calm the system, right? Like it just kind of brings a calmness over you. We talked a moment ago about that comfort blanket or that loving blanket. Um, yeah. And that's what it can kind of do to make you feel safe and to remind you that in this moment, I am, I am okay and I am here. Mm. Um Panic attacks are pretty scary if you've ever experienced one or seen someone having one. Um, in that moment, it is very frightening. And a lot of times medications can um, create side effects that, you know, can kind of like snowball into other things. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying medications aren't necessary because there are plenty of times that it is. Um, but what Reiki can do is kind of come in in that moment and just calm the things down and just help the breathing and relax the body and the mind and yeah. that you kind of are able to just sink into peace. You know, it's a very mm -hmm. peaceful energy. Yeah. It seems like just for some people, that's like they've never had that feeling of peace and that calming at that level of calm and it's like just learning that feeling I'm sure is powerful mm -hmm. for the people 
that it's like if they haven't healed something, just that feeling of peace, even just that yeah. moment of knowing it is transformative. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, it, it is. And the safeness. Um, and, you know, a lot of people don't feel safe either, right? Like there's so many, so many unhealed people in the world. And um, it's beautiful once you start to heal and you, you realize, wait a minute, that didn't trigger me. Like that had no effect on me. Yeah. And it seems like unobtainable sometimes, but when you look back, like gradually how, how it's just healed and eased. And that's another beautiful thing about Reiki is that it's, it's not usually abrupt. It doesn't like pull it out of you and, you know, kind of smack you around with it. Like feel this, feel this, feel this. It grabs a hold of you and it just like, like this beautiful light where it just holds you and it Mm. melts away all of these things that, um, otherwise we, we can't experience. And, you know, Reiki, uh, the energy of Reiki, right, is such a wise, beautiful energy that when you send Reiki to someone um, or when they're drawing it in from you, right, and they're pulling in that energy, Reiki knows exactly where it needs to go and it knows what you need. It's it's us that gets in the way. It's ego that gets in the way, right? Um, mm-hmm. So when when I say that I'm an energy healer and I'm a Reiki master, um, that's not to say that I am here to heal you. Mm-hmm. I'm here as the conduit for the energy to heal you and yeah. to allow you to heal yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? So it sounds like the energy is you're really just guiding the energy and it, it's at the level and intensity and the places that is most appropriate for the person you're working with. That's yeah. exactly right. Ah, that's amazing. Yeah, um, it is so amazing. Yeah, and I can I can definitely hear how it's lived in your life and it moves through you uh, and the experiences. Um, and that, it, that's powerful because that, like your own journey is, I'm sure, part of the healing power of the story you're sharing with that mm-hmm. and knowing that like, hey, like you said, untainable. It's like you're guiding them along the way. Um, or holding that highest vision. When you said unattainable, can you elaborate on that a little bit? When it says it seems unattainable, I I know it's not necessarily unattainable. Well, when you're in the thick of, uh, so let's use the analogy of a sock drawer that's overstuffed, right? Mm. And you keep putting more in there and you keep pushing it in and pushing it in. Eventually it's not going to close. Right. And then the things are just going to start pouring out of you. So the more that we push things away and do not deal with them, the more they're going to surface later. Like Mm -hmm. eventually it's all going to come to surface because that's how it works. You're Mm going to either keep trying to push it away, deny it, um, disconnect, numb yourself, become robotic, all of those things just not to feel can't feel that right now. I don't have time for this. We yeah. busy ourselves. We, um, you know, create this life where emotion isn't, I can't, I can't deal with it of that. I can't feel that right now. Um, and it'll come out in ways like anger, 
right? Mm -hmm. um, or, you know, mm -hmm. depression, all of these different things. So when you're in the thick of that and you're feeling yeah. things that are starting to surface, um, you don't see the light at the end of the tunnel. You don't see how you can heal. This suddenly becomes a thought of this is how I'm going to be for the rest of my life. And a lot of times what that does is sinks you down deeper, right? Because now you're trying to push things away. And anyone that's listening that has experienced these moments where you can't help it, you can't stop crying, you mm -hmm. can't stop um, these, these feelings of, you know, will I ever be okay? And is this how I'm going to feel the rest of my life? And why can't I make it stop? Yeah. Those feelings make you feel like you're never going to get to the other side. How possible? Because the way I feel right now in this moment is absolutely horrifying, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and, you know, I get emotional when I talk about it because I've been there, you know? I know what that feels like. And to the thought of people feeling like that and feeling disconnected from themselves and from God and from the earth, mother earth, you know, um, is sad. It, it is very sad. Could you imagine living a life like that, you know, yeah. to where you're just going through the motions, but nothing, nothing feels right. You don't even feel right in your own skin. Yeah. So when you think about the opposite of that and living, you know, uh, at, at the best version of yourself and where you're vibrating at this frequency where you feel joy and happiness and everything is beautiful and, you know, the bird in flight or the little kid laughing over there or the interaction you have with a stranger, the kindness that you share with someone, you know, those things just, you don't experience them because you're not at that level. And if you are, it's very surface. It's not like, below the surface right it's not yeah. filtered through your heart so so when i say unattain obtainable it's that feeling of will i ever get through this will i ever get past this and i promise you there are people out there that are feeling like there's no hope there and they feel helpless those people um pull my heartstrings you know because i've been there and i felt some of those things so when they come to me you know literally, literally wrapping them up with love and comfort and Reiki. And I'm reminding them that we can get through this. You know, you can get through this. I'm going to walk with you through this process, even if it's just in this hour, right, that you're here for this session, or even if it's a phone call after session, because you're starting to feel some of these emotions, you know, um, I have plenty of clients that, you know, will come to me and they're dealing with something tragic, mm. uh, death of a child, death of a spouse or a parent, um, you know, a sudden illness that has debilitated them, injuries, different things like that. And, and in these things, you know, they're, they're considered called a healing crisis, right? Mm -hmm. um, where you're, you're going through all of this pain and these traumas and you don't know how to release them. So all they're doing is kind of churning inside. Yeah. Right. Um, so when they come to me, 
It's not just, okay, I'll see you for an hour and then good luck with life. You know, um, if that's what you prefer, we can do that, but that's right. not really, that's not really going to be the answer. Right. Yeah. So they'll come, we'll sit down, we'll talk, we'll do Reiki after Reiki. We'll stop. We'll talk some more. The release is already beginning to happen. The healing is already beginning to happen. Next thing I know, I see them again and again and again. And, and we have this like series of healing that occurs. Um, and a lot of those people that are going through those kinds of things turn out to be my students because now they've started experiencing the healing process and realize how Reiki can walk you through the healing, um, yeah. which is what I did. That's why I started studying it because I felt what it was doing for me. So mm -hmm. then why wouldn't I, why wouldn't I? And some people think you have to be healed, right? Yeah. To start studying Reiki. Not the case. It can definitely walk with you on your journey. Yeah. The way the journey has been described to me is like the mountaintop that never ends. It's like, you'll always yeah. be, everything gets brighter, more alive the more you go through the process, but you'll get to a new point and you look up and you're like, man, there's still so much more. And it's almost like it, yeah. the mountain grows as our awareness grows. So we're, we're aware of more things and it's like, it gets more beautiful, but it, it's not an ending process. And I think, like you said, it's a series of healings because sometimes people, we think it's like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to fix this one issue and then I'm good for the rest of my life. And it's like, right. If you choose to, there's always more aliveness, vibrance, healing that you can experience. And mm -hmm. I love that your journey has allowed people to, like your own healing is guiding you and then drawing people in and their healing and then wanting to become students as well. Because mm -hmm. I think if we're in a healing modality and we haven't had something like that, it's like you can't understand what it's like. And it's not that open loving space because you're like, Hey, I've been there. I understand. Mm -hmm. And it is perfectly okay. And that's powerful. Yeah. It yeah. is powerful. And you're right. The journey to healing, there is no destination because just as soon as you get there, you know, but the beautiful part of that is that while there's always more to go, mm -hmm. you're steadily mm -hmm. like adding tools to yeah. your toolbox, right? Yeah. Spiritual tools of healing and, and you become more aware. So let's say, you know, that something does happen in your life where five years ago, before your journey started, you would have, it would have frozen you or it would have sent mm -hmm. you down this spiral of, you know, darkness. Yeah. Um, now you're aware of it before it starts to happen. And so then you take those tools that you've learned and then you're like, okay, let's start walking again. You know, so you start climbing that mountain again. Um, but the beautiful part of that is to remind yourself that, you know, it's just today. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and Reiki has principles that, you know, the, the principles in Reiki are just for today, you know, mm -hmm. and there's five principles. And in those principles, it reminds you that, that it, just for today, you're human, right? Just for today, you're going to experience life from a human level. And while you're doing that, then remind yourself that you will not let it become you, you know, that you're going to rise above it because that's what you're designed to do. You're mm -hmm. going to flow with life. 
um, and stop trying to control it as much too is another thing. Um, and then you just become this beautiful, uh, you know, energetic being that just kind of moves with life as life is happening around you. Mm. You're just like, how are we going to get through this? Let's do it. I'm ready. Yeah. You know? And I love that trust in um, the journey. Trust in the journey yeah. and the process, right? Yeah. Like it's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. It really is. Yeah. So I'm curious for someone uh, just to share a little bit of my own experience of energy healing. Cause it's a, it's, I've done uh, different forms and it's like, when you're talking to somebody, it's one thing, but it's like, I had my eyes closed at one point and somebody was doing the energy work, but I could feel heat as if like, like waves of heat coming to me. And it was one of the mm -hmm. interesting experiences because I expected when I opened my eyes that somebody's hand was going to be like right here. And the person's like was actually three and a half feet away or four feet away, like not even close to me, but I could feel waves of heat. And so just sharing that part of my own story, but for somebody who's not experienced Reiki, um, what would what are some of the things they can expect going through a session along with the holding space and that uh, loving blanket? Like what is what are some things people can expect? Yeah, definitely the waves of heat, right? Is it, it's pretty amazing. Um, so different people experience different things. And also every session should feel a little different because we vibrate at different frequencies, right? Um, and what we need to heal sometimes is is differently than you know what we think we need, right? Mm -hmm. um, so people can experience things like heat cold um they feel like the vibration of the energy they'll see colors they'll um they'll experience feelings of pressure like they think your hand is down on them but you're hovering above and they're yeah. like i felt this like big well that's something that's that's coming up right like it's something that's ready to just resolve and and move on um but Feelings of um, peace, mm. of comfort, emotions a lot of times will come to surface. Um, mm. I've had people laugh during sessions because they just, that feeling of uh, that energy vibration just had them mm. like, I don't know what else to do but laugh. I've had people cry. I've had people fall asleep. Now, if you fall asleep during a session, people think, you know, Oh, I must not have worked, right? But it's healing on a on a subconscious level, so you don't even need to be consciously awake for that, right? Yeah. Um, because it's still going where it needs to go. Um, but those are some of the experiences: hot, cold. You know, they they'll start shivering, and then they start getting really warm, and those kinds of things. Um, some people. Uh, go on these journeys of meditation. Um, you know, part of another part of what I do is like these shamanic Reiki sessions, where if we're going in and I've been working with you, and you've you're ready to release something really deep. 
So what we'll do is we'll do a guided meditation during a Reiki session and we'll go deeper. And during this guided meditation, you know, we'll go on a little journey that kind of brings you to a point to where you can make some realizations yourself Mm -hmm. and release those things. And, um, you know, cord cuttings and bringing your energy back to yourself and different things like that are also, you know, things that we can do in a shamanic Reiki session. Mm -hmm. Um, But also distant Reiki. When COVID happened, so Reiki goes beyond time, space, borders, Mm -hmm. right? There's no um, box that it fits in, right? Right. Um, When you're attuned to Reiki, you get attuned to these different symbols. And one of them is a distant symbol. So for years, and years, thousands of years, people have done Reiki for people across the country or, you Mm. know, in in different parts of the world. Well, when COVID happened and we started becoming isolated and quarantined and all of these things, big boost in depression, right, happened and different things. So uh, while I would send Reiki or do Reiki for people in other parts of the country, um, I decided to add Zoom to it. So we started doing what I call Zoom Reiki, which mm-hmm. is, you know, you can see me, I can see you. We can actually have a connection and a conversation. And um, it put people at ease, it seemed like, but it also gave them that ability to feel like they were connected to someone or something. Um, and, you know, even if it's just pre-session where mm-hmm. we get on and talk mm-hmm. and then, you know, if some people aren't comfortable being on camera that much, then we can kind of turn off the video and, and send Reiki and do Reiki. And they can be on the other side of the country, you know, uh, I have clients in, in Oregon and California and Michigan and Florida and New York. And, you know, to be able to connect with them energetically and yeah. for them to know exactly where I'm working in that moment. I was just going to ask that. I'm like, beautiful. can they feel? Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So they can yeah. feel those same um, places, sensations as if you were in the room with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some will say there's like a heaviness over, like hovering over my um, chest or you know, I can feel the warmth or the vibrations at my crown or, you know, and that's exactly where I'm working at. Um, it's, it's remarkable. It is. Can you I share still get wow every single day. Yeah. And that's, that's how you know you're doing what you're supposed to do. It's like, right. you've done it hundreds of times and it's still surprising. And you're like, that's so cool. Like, or that's, I can't, I'm, like, it's just amazing. Yeah. Um, and then this overwhelming feeling of just gratitude, yeah. right? Oh, it, it's it's so humbling. It really is. Yeah, uh, it's powerful. There was um, you mentioned in the beginning that somebody was able to feel or sense where something was on there. Like you should, there's something going on here. You should get it checked out. Mm-hmm. And you just talked now about how you're working on certain places so you you mentioned the energy guides and goes where it needs but how is it what's going on that you're sensing where things are happening or working certain places like how's that working for you is it go on 
Yeah. So, so for me, I feel temperature change and mm -hmm. I am intuitively drawn to a specific part. Yeah. And so it like, let's say for me, it was my left ovary that mm -hmm. the Reiki practitioner was feeling and she kept being pulled back to that spot and uh, she didn't know why, right? Yeah. Like, like sometimes you won't know why, nor do you want to really say why you think that is right. Because, um, could be wrong right <laughs> like you don't necessarily know I'm not here to diagnose you right that's not that's not what I do that's where ego kicks in right like where you try to figure all of that out but energetically you're pulled to a mm -hmm. specific part um I had a knee injury on a hike um yeah. last year right and so I had to have surgery on my knee well when when I would have do Reiki on myself, right? Because I do self Reiki every day as mm -hmm. part of a just kind of a spiritual practice, right? Um, and to keep me open and aligned and to be able to radiate Reiki because I do believe that Reiki is something you should be, not do. And that's yeah. what I tell all of my students. Like if you're coming to me just because you want to do Reiki on occasion, I'm probably not really interested. But if you want to become Reiki and you mm -hmm. want it to be a way of life for you, then let's do it um, because it's a journey, right? Let's get this, walk this journey together. But you're energetically drawn or intuitively, right? Because when you're doing Reiki as a practitioner, you're calling on your Reiki guides, you're calling on, you know, Reiki, and you're asking for messages to be pulled and drawn to so that you, for the highest good of the recipient, that you know what's happening here. Now we have a we have a biomagnetic field and an aura as well, right? Mm -hmm. um, so when I scan that, I can feel the energy change in that in the planes of those uh, fields, mm -hmm. yeah. and that will also guide me to a specific um, place or intuitively go to something that I feel is is going on. Now, mm -hmm. if there's something going on specifically that um doesn't feel like it's an emotional or spiritual thing and that it's more on a physical level like for me the adenoma which you know was pretty large um and when she felt that she knew that there was something there like mm -hmm. there was something wrong you really need to go get this looked at uh specifically for me I've had people where you know I felt it on their thyroid where there was like a little growth there, um, mm. stomach stuff, you know, those kinds of things uh, where they needed to go and have some things checked out. Um, but you you get pulled there and it's mm. hard to explain unless you experience it, but intuitively you're pulled there. So you try to pull away from it and then you feel like you want to go right back and you try mm. to pull away just to make sure and you're brought right back to it mm -hmm. and there's a heat or or temperature change that can happen that mm -hmm. kinds of kind of guide you to know that there's something there so then you just tend to stay in that spot and hover and pour into it you know just a little more reiki and light and and you ask that they be guided for their highest good to go seek medical attention because as you know, like in the in the healing aspect of it, 
it's not just, you know, always physical or spiritual. It's, it's a little bit of everything. It takes a lot, you know? So when I'm healing someone or, you know, in the, in a healing room with someone in a session and afterwards I'll have feelings that they need to go see a physical therapist about something or they need to go see a counselor or they need to go see a medical doctor, those kinds of things, you know, you're guided to kind of push them a little, guide them a little that way, you know? Yeah. And I, it's a village. Yeah. I've been fascinated with just that intuition and developing that aspect and the information we can get that we're not, most people aren't aware that is actually accessible to us or we have it and we just like, oh, I just had a feeling or thought and it's like, it was just random. Um, I love that you're able to kind of guide and sense those things. Um, Are you familiar with Edgar Cayce? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So just uh, his work and as a medical intuitive and um, uh, and he could diagnose doctors across the country would diagnose or send people to him so that they, he could diagnose them and then they could heal through their work. Just amazing. The information he was getting, even though he wasn't aware of it in the state that he was in, it just always fascinates me. Um, it is fascinating. Yeah. So it's, it sounds like you're doing really powerful work. I'm curious, we have a little bit of time left. Can you share a story, like something that resonates most, like somebody who's healed and their transformation, um, just to give somebody inspiration if they're going through a hard time, either physically, mentally, or emotionally, um, just give them hope that things can change from that dark place. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I the hard part is to decide which story <laughs> to share with Um but real quick, I want to brush up on intuition, uh, you yeah. know, as part of what I teach when I'm teaching my students, um, not only to how to feel the energy um, or read energy from from trees and rocks and plants and people and animals and all of these things, but it's also to strengthen their intuitive muscle, mm-hmm. right? Because really, it's a muscle that we can strengthen. Um, so one good activity for that is to kind of like get in a meditative state almost and ask yourself to show for your body to show you yes and for your body to show you no. Mm. And that's a good way to start strengthening that muscle um, because it will actually guide you. And you'll know the next time like something's happening, you, you'll you feel immediately, oh, that's what no is supposed to feel like. Like, let me get out of this situation or something. So it is a tool that or, or a muscle that you can strengthen. Um, now, as far as the story goes of someone um, healing, I hold Reiki circles uh, for different things, and they're free to the public, and they're usually, you know, during the equinox or solstice or just when life is hard, and let's just have a circle and come in, let's share energy and, and yeah. receive Reiki. Um, and I had I had this person show up at this um, place and I had never met them before mm-hmm. and they're in the circle and I'm doing Reiki the heaviness that I felt from them I had no idea what was going on in their life but I knew it was hard and I knew it was heavy and I didn't know how they were standing upright that's how heavy wow. they were they were so after that um circle they reached out to me and they came and um 
we started having sessions together. And at first, when you come to me with something that heavy and that dark, uh, we're going to do a we're going to do a power session. So we're going to do several sessions in a row to just kind of help get through some of that and release some of that darkness. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have seen them now for a year and a half. Mm-hmm. And recently I had uh, held a circle and they came and it took me back to that moment of when I first met them mm-hmm. and the space that they were in here I didn't know how they were, the first time I met them, I didn't know how they were standing upright. This time I didn't know how their feet were on the ground. They were vibrating so high and they were so light. Mm. And that was a lot of work, right, for them. Um, But through Reiki and through just kind of like walking with them on a journey and reminding them how to love themselves, how to let Mm. go of releasing and all of these things, um, a whole different life, like a whole different person. The shell of person even changed. Um, And it's absolutely beautiful to see. And I, at that Reiki circle, started crying just because it was such a beautiful transformation. And I see them often. So when I am looking, I am always aware of their change. But in that moment, it caught Mm. me and it hit me so deep. And I was so grateful, mm-hmm. right, for the opportunity to walk th- with them on their journey and to see that transformation. Now, this person had gone through um, a very significant um, passing of someone that was very close to them, lost their job, lost their home, mm-hmm. lost everything, and had to rebuild their whole life together uh, by themselves, you know, and it was just traumatic and all the traumas they brought and the ability to do that and to stand strong and now want to heal others and help that process is beautiful. Hmm. And I have so many stories like that of where people have come with this heavy, dark baggage and no, no idea of how they were ever going to get through it. Yeah. And then to watch them grow and to become who they were designed to be, hmm. absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Absolutely beautiful. It's and such, such an honor. Yeah, I was going to say, it's such a gift to be able to experience that and be a part of that journey. And so, yeah, I, I love how much you appreciate that. And yeah. so, it's so It's so close to my, it's so much yeah. a part of me that, um, you know, it's it's really a beautiful a beautiful way of life and i'm grateful for every moment of it yeah beautiful so we're coming to the end of the uh the time here so is there anything that you wish i would have asked or something that you feel called to share um uh, the only other thing i would say is that you know to remember that there are people that are there for you. You just have to seek them out. But the biggest thing is to surrender to the process, right? Mm -hmm. When you're feeling the darkness and holidays are coming up, right? Holidays are hard for a lot of people emotionally, um, whether it's because they're missing the past of how they used to be or the emptiness they feel today or the struggles that they're having financially, whatever it is, um, they're hard. And reach out because there's hands ready, like they're they're right there, 
you know, all you have to do is just reach out and surrender to finding them. And I promise they'll show up, you know, you just have to be open to it. Yeah, that's perfect. And speaking of reaching out, if somebody wanted to uh, work with you or learn more, where would you like to send them so they can learn more about that? Well, I am uh, the practitioner at Point Wellness Center Newport News, which is in Hilton Village, but we're soon to be moving. Okay. Um, so pointwellness.com, you can go there and schedule sessions. You can reach out to me personally at flowsreiki at gmail.com. Um, and of course, you know, Facebook, it's my name, Melinda Sturgeon. You can always send me messages there. Um, but Point Wellness is also a beautiful, uh, the wellness center, you know, in itself has such beauty in it because it's offering so many different modalities of healing that, you know, there's yoga, there's movement, there's, um, you know, nutrition, there's a functional doctor, there's therapist, there's Reiki, there's massage, there's all these beautiful things. And then we have, you know, people like you that, um, you know, help, help realign and build and, you know, so I'm grateful for all of it. And there's no one right way. I think, I think they're all important and they all matter. Um, but definitely point one, this is where you can go and schedule if you'd like to. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. It's been a pleasure. Uh, I love how near to your heart this is and just the passion and aliveness with it. Um, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you, Brian. Have a great day. I appreciate it. Thanks. You too.